Okay, we're continuing the morning of Yud Aleph on the top. Continuing the Agada to here. We're talking about Avshalom. We said Avshalom, who was making this, what we call Yad Avshalom, whether it is the, uh, the Matzeva that we have today or not, somewhere in that area. And the Pasuk continues five lines down. Kiyomar, Ainli Ben, he said, I don't have any children. And if I don't have any children, no one's going to remember me, so I'll, uh, I'll put up this Matzeva. He says, Mavale, Havale, Bini, he didn't have children. Voksiv. Pazik clearly says, He had three boys and a girl. So why, why did he claim he doesn't have children? He meant he had, even if he was successful at uh, being married on David HaMelech, his father, Lamaise, he's not going to have any children to take over from him afterwards. So the next generation, Kilu, he'll have no one to be you know, on the Malchus. And that's why he put up the Matzeva. That's the first Peshat. If Chistamar, no, Gemiri, we have a Kabbalah, Kola Serf, anybody who burns down food stores of his friend, his family, his children will not survive him. Therefore, even though the Pasuk says of Shalom had children, it must be that those children died before this story. And that's what happened. Where do we see he burned down food stores? He burned down the fields of Yoyav. He said, oh, here's the Yoav's field. They burned down all of Yoav's fields. Someone who destroys food, we have a Kabbalah that their, their children will not survive, and therefore, even though he had children, they did not, uh, they did not live uh, past his life. Getting back to the Gemara we had started with, So we went through all these people who did Averis, and they were punished. Says the Mishra said, the same is Legabi uh Hashem Legabi punishment that Hashem not punishment, Legabi giving reward. Hashem gives reward, Mida Kenegid Mida, like we see by Miriam. Says my me dummy, but my Miriam Lukhair wasn't the same. She waited for Moshe by the now when they put him in the Tevas Gaimel, as we'll see, for a Shah, which I clearly what Shah is yet. And she was rewarded that she the Klaus waited for her for seven days. So that's not Mida Kenegid Mida, that's not the same amount of time at all. It's much, much longer, Lechaira, when Klaus waited for her. He changed the Mishnah. It means that it's not the same. By a Tova, it's, it's not Midikinagimida, it's much, much more. You can't, you can't just go ahead and change the Mishnah. It says it's the same. There's two aspects here there's the amount and there's the what. The amount is much greater. The reward a person will get will be much more. But the Mida Kenegid Mida, the type of reward the person will get, will still be the same type. Like she waited for Maisha, Klaisha waited for her. It's much, much more. Taisa does a nice cheshman over here. Taisa says that we know that Mida Toiva is Meruba, Mida Prani is 500 times. And therefore, the reward she got should be more 500 times more than it normally would have been. Which means, says Taisa, if Klaisha waited for her seven days, and assuming it's seven full days, and if we divide the number of hours, minutes, seconds from seven days by 500, it would come out that she must have waited for Moshe Rabbeinu around 20 minutes. Okay, and if you do the math, it's 20 minutes and nine seconds or something like that. Um, so therefore, that's assuming that Klaisha waited for her for a full seven days, so it must be she was being re- rewarded 500 times. So so the whole story, we talk about Miriam putting her into, putting Moshe into the Tevas Goma, we'll see more tomorrow, it was about between 15 and 20 minutes, Klaisha says, that Moshe Rabbeinu was floating in the River there. But the Sazer Achaisa Merachik, she stood Merachik to watch Moshe Rabbeinu. 
while till till the Bisya came. This whole Pasik is actually every word of the Pasik is Mirames to something related to the Shekhinah, because obviously this is where the Mashiach and Shaysaw is coming from. We see that word Vyisatsev used in reference to Kodesh Pohu. That we see that Chachma Torah is referred to as Achoisay. May Rochik, Dixim Rochik Hashem nearly Ladas. Well, nearly Ladas. She said she was waiting to see Dixiv Kikel Deus Hashem. Ma Dixiv Ma Hashem Shalom Meimach. Ya Asad Dixiv Kilo Yas Hashem Lokim. Davar Loi Dalim Davar Loi Dixiv Yikai Loi Hashem Shalom. So every word in the Pasik there, if you break it down, is a remez used in terms of something to do with the Shekhinah, something to do with the Baruch Hu. Obviously, you're trying to see after the Shemai over here. Okay, so now we switch gears, and we're going to focus on a lot of the Agadites related to Yitzhiya Spitzayim that we're familiar with, that we just said by the Seder. Here we all have them in the Gemara. The Yaakov Chadash. So Rav Shmuel, Machleik, is what does it mean by Yaakov Melachadosh? A new parak. Chadamar Chadash Mamish, the old one had died, and this was a new one. Chadamar Shin is Chadshuk Zeroisov, that he was ignoring everything that happened till now, and he had a new approach. Manamar Chadash Mamish, Dixiv Chadash, Pashib Shah, says Chadash. Manamar Shin is Chadshuk Zeroisov, Deloik Siva Yamas Vimelech. It doesn't say that the previous one died, and now a new one took over. So it doesn't say there's a death, must be that it's the same king, but he had a new approach. So if you say he died and there's a new one, so the new one didn't remember Yosef, didn't want anything to do with that. But if you say it was the same one, so to have a dummy, obviously he ignored everything that happened until then, the history of Klai with the Mitzrayim. Who hischil be'etzatchila? According to this medrash, it seemed to be conflicting midrashim about this point. But this medrash that the Gemara is bringing says that the whole idea of being mitzayar klayusol and putting them in the shibud was Paros himself. Paro was the one who said to his, to the people to his yoatzim, let's get let's deal with klayusol. The fichach lokatchila. Therefore, at least in some aspect, the the makkah started by him specifically. Who hischil be'etzatchila? The ksev yamer alamay. The fikach lachatchila, he got punished first. At least by the tzvardeya, it says, So it starts with Paro himself, at least in the way it's said over. And therefore, we see again, Amida Kenegimida there. So what did he say to the people? Right? So let's be wise about how we deal with them. It doesn't say, should have said, let's be wise how we deal with them. Not how we deal with him. They said, instead of dealing with all of Klai, so let's fight, figure out a way if we can deal just with the Mashiach. They already saw Bitzdignos, they saw it with their Kishof and with their astrology, that there's going to be a Mashiach in Israel. If we can deal with him, that will solve the problem. He says, how should we try to punish this machine? If we try to kill him with fire, see if we know that HaKadosh Baruch has a kayach to punish people with Eish. I don't know if he actually knew the Pesukim, but conceptually, they, Rashi says they were familiar with the idea of Midah Keneged Midah, and they were familiar with the idea of how Hashem uh, destroyed Zdoim, and how he destroyed the, the Anshe Amabel, and therefore the, the concept of Midah Keneged Midah was one they were familiar with, so they said we have to be careful how we deal with Moshe, that it shouldn't come back and Pardon the pun. Burn us. 
right? And therefore he said, Becherev, we can't use a sword. There's two Pesukim that might be quoted here. One Pesuk is Becherev Yaakobos, another Pesuk is, they quote here on the bottom, is Vateros and Esmalach Hashem, Nitzvah Becherev, So whatever it is, we definitely see Pesukim that Kashpokim can use Kaviyachal's sword. Let's deal with Meshav with water. They knew that Kashpokim made the bris, but Neach, that he would not bring another marble. So we can if we can avoid that Midikinagamida, we'll be good. But in any yaidim, two points. Either First of all, he's only said he's not going to flood the whole world. He didn't say anything about a single people. And Inami, who ain't a maybe, he won't bring a mabel. But they could jump into the water, and that will be the media that will get back to them. The Bitsrim chased after Yisrael and jumped into the Amsuf themselves. And therefore, that was the Midi Kinegimida without a Kodesh actually using the Mayim to do it. They jumped in themselves. That's what Belazah says. What does it mean? The way that they were Zodu, that's the way they're going to get punished, which is Mamash Midi Kinegimida. So it means, Zodu means, the pot that they cooked, that they planned to attack Klaisol with water, that was thrown back on them. My And we're taking this expression literally. And we're saying that Zadu actually means a pot of cooking. It says, When he cooked the pot of food by, by, for Esau, so it says, So therefore, that notion is, when it says in the passage, The pot that they were cooking, that they planned on killing Klaisol, at least the Yisrael, was thrown back in their face. There were three famous people that we're familiar with from Tanakh that were there when they were discussing Pashup Shat, the Havan They were Bilam, Eiv, and Yisrael, which would make all of them extremely old. This was talking about at least 80 years before the Yitzhak, could have been even more. It's not exactly clear when this story was, but at least 80 years before that. Bilam Shiyats, Bilam who gave the Eitzah to destroy Klaisal to make them work, etc. Nerak, he was killed at the end of the story. He wasn't killed right away. He wasn't killed until much later, 100 years later, but he was killed. Eiv Shashasak, he was quiet. He didn't say a word. Nida and Biasurin, he got the Asurin. Yisrael Shabarach, Yisrael, he said, I don't want anything to do with this. And he ran away and did not give it Eitzah. Zachum ibn Ebanav Shiyashu Belishkas Agozes. He was able to be Zaycha that his children, obviously from Moshe, were, were part of the Russian Sanhedrin. Remember, the Pasuk says, Mishpacha Seifrim Yeshve Yaivitz. Yaivitz is a Lushan of learning Torah. Teratim Shematim Seichachim, they lived in Sukkot, they learned Torah. Hema Hakinim, they were the people who were from the Kani. Habay Machmas Avi Beis Rechev. Uksiv, who are these Kani? Bnei Kani, Chasan Moshe. They were the, obviously the relatives of Moshe Rabbeinu. So we see that the Bnei Bon of Shal Yisrael were Zaycha to be part of the Sanhedrin. Continues the story. What did they say? They said, What were they afraid of? You have to be taking the exact diktuk of the Pasuk here. What were the Mitzim afraid of? So it sounds like they were afraid of, not that they were afraid Klaiso was going to leave. If Klaiso would have left, they would have been very happy. They were afraid Klaiso was going to rebel and throw the native Egyptians out. So says the more, if that's what they're afraid of, it's not that they're going to leave. It's that they're afraid that they're going to kick us, the native Egyptians, out. <laughs> That's what they meant. You don't want to even verbalize those words, and therefore they said it in a roundabout way, but they actually were afraid of that. It turns out the opposite, right? It turns out that at the end of the story, the Mitzrayim stayed, and Klaisel was the one who left. So it actually was Mekuyim, but that's not what the Havamina was, at least. 
Vayasimu alav zare misim. So what does it mean by simu alav on him? So it should be alehem bibayale. It should have been on them, on the on the on the Israel, on the Jews. What does it mean on on the on him? They brought some sort of form, some tfus, that they used to use to make the bricks. The power wore it around his neck. Anybody who said that they, at the beginning it was a volunteer workforce. And any of the Jews who said that I don't want to work, it's not for me, I, you know, I'm an accountant, I don't go work in the fields. So, you know, worse, you know, better than Paroi. And therefore, when it says, Vayesimu Olav was on Paroi himself, that he was working, so they were all working too. What does it mean, Tzorei Misim? Dover Shemesim Levenim, or Shemesim, that they are going to be, Rashi says, Shemesim Ridui Shoshuma Shemagidam Asimim Lavoid, something to get them used to working. Come, we'll volunteer, well, everybody will chip in for a few hours today and tomorrow, and eventually they get used to the work. So again, it says Anoisoi. They should cause them tsar. So Anoisom me by the should have been Lashon Rabbim referred to Klayiso. So say Paroi b'sivlosim the Yisrael. So again, the same exact idea that Paroi Rashi says b'shvil savlonus the Yisrael sheyitu shchem lizbol. So again, Paroi was like a kilo sacrificing himself so that he could get them into the work. But even Ari Miskinois the Pari. What does it mean, Ari Miskinois? They built cities. What is Miskinois? So Tupshatim and Rashi says Tupshatim in the Tupshatim. Ravishmo. Khadamashim Misakna says Balayim by building these cities and ended up being the destruction of, of Mitzrayim when they all when they all got destroyed by the Makis and Makriyas Yamsuf. Khadamashim Sakhai says Balayim that it makes them empty, which is when Kalisol took all their money when they left Mitzrayim. That's assuming that this mis Ari Miskinois is referring specifically to something to do with Kalisol. Second shot, Rashi says, is that Stam, it's dangerous to be involved in construction. Stam, when you're building construction, it's dangerous. You know, buildings can fall, people can get hurt. And it's a, it's a very, uh, it requires a lot of capital, a lot of money to be able to build and invest, and therefore it can make them poor. So either specifically related to Kleisol or in general related to construction. Damamar, again, if we, if we assume it's related to general construction, then this next sentence makes sense. Damamar, anybody involved in construction, it's a very high-risk business, financially and physically. As what cities did they build? They built as Pisa and as Ramses. So Rav Shmuel, Chalam or Pisa Shmuel, the name was Pitom. That each one of the cities that they build, when they were building, they would fall down, and they were building again, and they would fall down again. So Mr. Isais is lashon of falling down. The name of it was Ramses. Didn't fall down; it actually absorbed into the sand and sunk down. So either way, it's a lashon of that they were building and building and building and kept everything to start over again on some level. Doesn't doesn't say that it was done by the it doesn't say that, it just says Peter Mali, Nivla Baaritz, Rashis. The Kasher Yanu Asai Ken Yirbe Vekain Yefrites, as much as they caused them tsar, so they were multiplied and multiplied. So Ken Rabu Vekain Partsumi Bailas. It should have been Lashan Avar. Ken Yirbe Vekin Yivrites is Lashan Asid, future. What is that referring to? So Mashaka Shruha Kadish Mabasran. The Kaiso himself had already received the Ruach HaKadosh about this in Mitzrayim itself. The first they were told, "Don't worry, you're going to be fruitful, multiply, and you will not be destroyed here." Vayakutsu mipnei bnei Yisrael. Vayakutsu is lashon of kites, a lashon of thorns. When the Mitzrayim saw 
that as much as they tried to cause Tsar to Klaisa, they were just getting stronger and multiplying more and more and more. They were demolating Kekaitzim. It was like they had thorns poking in their eyes. They keep attacking and it keeps coming right back at them. What does it mean? Beforech. So when the Ezra remember, Beferach. Beferach means with a nice voice. Rashi says, Moshchum Bedvarum. Like we just said, they convinced them to come work a little bit. They even paid them maybe at the beginning, and that convinced them to come work, and then they ended up being avodim. So perach is a lotion of nicely, quite of easily. No, it means the opposite. That beferach doesn't mean nicely. It means beshivrin guf mosnaim chazok. I mean, they actually enslaved them harshly. The Pesach then says, The beginning was to build cities, like we said, they volunteered to work. And then afterwards, then once they, they got them as Avadim, then they had them just doing everything there was to do. As It says again, They switched jobs. The men did the women's jobs, the women did the men's jobs, which everybody is not used to one way or another, and therefore that was additional tsar that they caused Klai even if you learned that the first perach that we mentioned was perach nicely, but over here it says clearly in the pasuk it's called So cannot be translated in this pasuk as perach. So the moru the perach here clearly was pricha aloshin of avoid. Seemingly, yeah, yeah, taking care of the food and stuff was that. Now we'll see another shot now. Darz Ravira, Bishar Nashim Sidkani Shay Bay Sadar, the Sikhar of the the women who kept up their hope and their and their and their Amuna, Nigali Samitsam, that was what led to the the Gaula. What does it mean? They went to gather up water to feed the family. So when they were scooping up the water to drink, they actually ended up with a bucket that was half water and half fish. And they went and cooked these two pots. One was hot water they cooked, and one was actually cooking the fish. And they brought them out to wherever the husbands were working in the, in the fields, whether it was working in the construction, whatever they were doing. With the hot water, they, they washed them down. The women washed down the men. And they smeared them with oils. And they gave them to eat. And they gave them to drink. And then in the area around the the gvul of Mitzrayim, or some kind of ditches that were there, they uh, had Maishat Tashmish with them. They weren't able to come home in the evenings, and they did Maishat Tashmish with them in the fields, but in the Oifen Sanua, so there was, in these little in these little ditches, so people wouldn't be able to see. Shanemar im tashkevun bein tzvatayim. Beschar tashkevun bein tzvatayim. Zohar Yisrael lebizas Mitzrayim. And beschar that, there was zeichet to the bizas Mitzrayim. And after the Pesach says, It says, And 
and therefore it was all they got the kesef, the business mitzrayim, that they a were moisture m- m- nefesh to go out to their husbands, and not only did the moisture nefesh to go out to their husbands, but they also did it there by Fensanua, so that led them to the business mitzrayim. The chimishim is now once they got pregnant, and now they're in trouble over here, they have to hide their pregnancy. Both of them, they would come home to their home, stay home. The chimishim agiazman moladidem, and the mitzrayim, the lachari, did not know necessarily right away that they were pregnant. When it came time for them to give birth, they used to go out to the fields. If they gave birth at home, as we'll see in the stories, then uh, the Mialdos are going to come and have to threaten to, to kill the babies based on the Xer of Pare. So they used to go back out to the field and give birth in the field. So they gave birth underneath these apple trees. Koshpochu sent something from Shemaim, whether it's a Malach or an animal. That they would take the babies and straighten them out and take care of them, and and that when they were first born, like a a a midwife who takes care of the children when they're first born, straightens out the the, the, the limbs. That there was no one there to take care of Klaiso when they gave birth. Because sent some a malach that took care of them. Umalakit lahem, two different girsa, exactly what this word is. Our girsa is malakit, the other girsa is venoisin lahem. Shnei igulin, they had two like, uh, two baby bottles. One was oil, and one was sweet, dvash, a honey. So they actually, Akashpochu gave the babies what to eat. Eventually, Mitzim said, Hey, why, why, what are these babies doing out here? Let's go get them. They were going to come to kill the babies, even in the fields. They were absorbed into the ground, they were underground. It sounds like the Yidin came and brought. It's not clear if this pasuk is going on the Yidin or going on the Goyim. The pasuk Al Gabi Choshim Choshim is definitely a negative pasuk that the Goyim were plowing us over. It's not clear here if the Goyim were plowing to try to kill the babies, or if the Jews plowed over so that they shouldn't know where the babies were were hidden on the ground. Either way is fine. And then after that, so then they eventually they would get older. This is how old, but a little bit older. Their babies would be self-sufficient apparently, and they would grow out of the ground. The pasuk we said, and now gather they would grow out of the ground. They would come over. You see, you know, waves of babies coming from the forest to the fields. Oh, there's forest from the fields. So it was actually uh, well, six of the time were born, but it sounds like they were coming from the fields in groups and flocks, like like animals. So these babies were raised by a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So when it came time for, for the Yamsuf, and they had the Gilu Shechin on the Yamsuf, how did they know, how did the regular Klai know what a Kaddish looked like, that they could say, It's referring to these babies who were raised by a Baruch They had seen the Shechina, and therefore by Yamsuf, they saw that same Shechina, they said, oh, that I recognize. So he told them, this is the story, no? So Rabbi Shmuel, who are these Miyaldas? So Chadamar Isha Ubita, it's a mother and a daughter. Chadamar Kala Vachamaisa, it's a mother and a daughter in law. Manam Isha Ubita is Yechevin and Miriam, right? That's what we all learned in kindergarten. But nobody ever learned the second part of this Medrash, which says, Manam Kala Vachamaisa is Yechevin and Elisheva. It was Yechevin and Elisheva, the wife of Aaron. 
Now the shvarkai with this is Aaron was three years old, so which would mean that he was already married, and his wife was old enough to be able to come help uh, her. Now it doesn't really help much because even either way, Miriam, worst case scenario, is five years old at this point. So either five or three or whatever the whether it's talk, definitely talking about Yochevet, whether it's talking about Elisheva or Miriam, either way, the second person here was very very young. Tanik never Ishobita, and that's always the medrash that we hear. The Sanish, it's they were called Shifra Upua. What is Shifra? Shifra's Yuchevit. It's a, ne- a nickname for Yuchevit, like Rishma Shifra, Shemish Shafret Es Avlad. They used to straighten out and take care of the baby uh, to keep them healthy when they're firstborn. The Racha Shifra, Shapov Rabbi Sabi It's a play on words of Puru. Pua, uh, who's the Pua? So the Bryce of the favorite here says, Zumiriam, that's referring to Miriam. It's in those two gears this year. Either she says, Pua, that she would talk to the mother and help the baby come out, or it's Pua when the baby was born, she would be Pua and take care of the child. That she said over Ruach HaKadosh with her mouth, My mother is going to give birth to the Mashiach of Kali Yisrael. We'll see more about that Medrash later on. And you should see on the stones. What stones? What are we talking about over there? Paroi didn't just tell them, go kill the babies. Paroi gave them all kinds of ways to not seem like they were actually murdering the babies. He said, I want you to do it in a way where it looks like the mothers are just miscarrying. And if the mothers are miscarrying, it will go over better in the press than if I sent all these pe- all these uh, midwives to actually kill the babies. So give them a simon, Muslim. When a woman goes into labor, so her body seems to cool off like a cold rock, and therefore you can tell quickly when they're about to go into labor, so you can then kill the baby, check if it's a boy or a girl easily, as we'll see, and kill the baby before the mothers really know what's happening. The istiamer, dixiv, another lushan of avonim, is not referring to them getting cold. It's just a, a practical issue when a woman spreads her legs apart to give birth. Dixiv, erid beis ayitza, will go to the, the workman's house, the blacksmith. They're working on a stone, and therefore, So when a, a blacksmith or some sort of workman works, they work with their legs spread apart and like the table between their legs, the rock there. So also. When a woman gives birth, it looks like the same similar setup. So if that's the way, they'll know that they're in labor. Then he said, I want you to kill the boys, but A, try to make sure that, again, it doesn't look like murder. So he said, In Benhu Vamiten again, Simen Golomasalem. He told them a Simen Golom that can tell if it's a boy or a girl before the baby comes fully out, so that way they can, quote unquote, Ke'ilu miscarriage the baby. He says, Ben Panov Lamata. If it's a boy, They'll be facing down. Rashi says, like in the Tashrish, the man is facing down. So that's a simon. That it's a boy for the face is facing down. Bas If it's a daughter, the face is up. Like when a girl, is, a woman is betashrish, she's lying on her back. So they didn't listen. They feared Hakadosh Baruch So it says, what do you mean dibar alehen about them? Lahen mi What he spoke to them, not about them. Not only was Paro giving them instructions to do murder, Paro was also trying to be Mazana with them at the same time, about them, and they also refused Paro's advances. Not only did they not kill the babies, 
they actually took care of the babies. Rashi's mashma that they actually adopted all these babies and brought them into their house and took care of them there, and therefore they raised all these children on some level. Again, we, it, these are somewhat conflicting with Joshua. The top measures we just said said that the, mo- the mothers went and gave birth in the fields and underground and all that. And here we see the Miyadas taking care of them. Some of the Farshim say that it depends which Shevet we're talking about. The Shvatim that were working, which is everybody except Levi, so then the mothers were, had the opportunity to go out to the field. The B'nai Levi were not working, so they were the ones who were the Miyadas were taking care of. And that, that, that's how you reconcile these two with Joshua. Tamayna Miyadas Alpari, Loiki Loika Noshim. Uh, they said they're not like the regular women. Ki My chayos. What does it mean chayos? We know the word chayos is used in two contexts. Chayos means a midwife, and chayos means an animal. So which one are we talking about over here? So ilam chayos mamish means a midwife. Atu alude. If she's a midwife, doesn't matter. Midwives need other midwives. You're not going to accomplish anything by saying that they're midwives. Just because they're a nurse doesn't mean that you don't need a nurse yourself. Ella amrulai umazuke chayanim shla. These, the Klaiso is diamond to an animal, and an animal gives birth in the wild without anybody helping it. So we have many of the Shvatim have animal characteristics like that that were referred to, the Lashon Taiv, obviously, as animals, and therefore they also are able to give birth without help. The ones, the Shvatim that we are, are diamond to animals, it says. The likes of if it doesn't say a specific animal, still it says in the Pasuk, So in general, Klaisel is diamond to a lion, a female lion, and therefore, even if it's not a specific a shevet, that has specific muscle to a, an animal, all of Klaisel is referred to animals as well. And they got houses. So what does it mean they got houses? So the Pashup shot in the Pasuk seems to be that Paro realized that they weren't being successful at keeping an eye on the Mialdres, and he built them like what we call today hospitals. He said, instead of you going to all them and give birth there, we're going to build a hospital, you're going to bring the, wife, the, the, the mothers who are going to give birth are coming to you, and then we can keep a closer eye on it. But in the terms of the Medrash, we're talking about here of a schar that they got. What did they get? Rabbi Shmuel, Chalamar Batek Unavah Leviyah, that they give, they, from them came Kahanam and Leviyah. Vechadamar Batek Malchus. Where do we see both these brachos? Manamar Batek Unavah, that's Aaron Amaisha, simple, from Yechavit. Manamar Batek Malchus, because David Nami Miriam Kasim. This will lead us to a whole other set of Medrashim about Miriam, that David Amelech actually also came from some side of his family from Miriam. The Chsiv, the Pasuk says in Divya Yomim, and we're going to dash these Pukim in Divya Yomim, going into tomorrow. But Thomas Azuva, someone named Azuva died. And Kalev then married someone named Ephrat, and they gave birth to Chor. We're going to say that Azuva and Ephrat are both nicknames from Miriam. When she was sick, she was called Azuva. We'll see in the, in the Pesukah t- tomorrow. And then when she got healthier, he, he married her and she was called Ephrat. So we see that that family had the name Ephrat in it. David was called an Ephrati, which means he came on some level from somewhere in his lineage from Miriam. And that was a kihim, a kihim of the Bate Malchus that came and the Schar that the Mialdus did not kill the babies. We'll start the next Medrash. Says in the Vayamim, the Kalev ben Chetzon Hoyleris Azuva Isha Ves Yiriyos Ve'Ela Banea Yosher Ve'Shaiver Ve'Ardon. So this is always the Pesukim in the Vayamim are very strange. They say all kinds of relationships that don't make sense, and they say all kinds of names that don't make sense, and they're all just Ramazim to different stories that went on. So first of all, it says Kalev was ben Chetzon. He wasn't Ken Chetzon. It's always called Kalev ben Yefuna. Who? 
So it's a wonder. Ben Shepona Meatzas Miraglim. Maybe really his father's name is Chetzron. He was called Yefuna because he turned away from the Miraglim. Him and Yeshua were able to save themselves from the Miraglim. Lakati Ben Knazu. Lemaisi, he wasn't Ben Chetzron. His father's name was Knaz. Ben Knaz. This city was captured by Asniel Ben Knaz, who was a Chikolev, who was called his brother. So it must be Kalev was also from Knaz. So Rabbi Chorger the Knaz. No, his father's name was not Knaz. His father's name, he said, was Chetzron. His mother was the same mother as Asniel. He was adopted by her father's bin, was named Knaz, but he was actually not the biological son of Knaz. He was just adopted. The Ekonomi says the word Dechsev Hakinizi, right? It says it says when it talks about Kalev, it doesn't call him Ben Knaz. It says Knizi. Knizi means he is from that family, but Lavdafki was directly the son of Knaz, as we just said. He was just adopted. Shmamina. Okay, we'll stop here. We'll pick up here more tomorrow. More Majushim about. Here.